Welcome back guys, it's great to see you. Today we're gonna to cover types of training part one. When I first started doing this, I didn't know squat about exercise. I literally went to the gym with one of my uni mates, went on a 20 kilo bar to bench press. I couldn't even press it, he had to help me. I was shaking all over the place, muscles aching the next day, it was, it was just terrible. What this section will help you with is to help save you time. It took me many years to get from there to where I am today. I wanna to save you that time. And also get into detail of what it all means because when I first started, I didn't know anything about what's a superset, what's a drop set, how to use free weights, what all these machines, the cables. The gym can be a confusing place. I wanna get rid of that confusion for you. I wanna make it nice and simple for you so it's easy to understand. So let's get into detail. First, we're gonna look at busting some of that jargon you might have heard in the gym. Things like compound exercises versus isolation. So we'll start off with that. So compound exercises are exercises that are performed using two muscle groups at the same time. Versus isolation where you're only using one muscle group. And some examples of combine exercises are squats, because they're using glutes, hamstrings, quads. An example for isolation is like a bicep curl, because you're only using the bicep. And then going back to compound, another example of compound exercise is the bench press, because you're using your chest muscles and your triceps. And then another example here for isolation, you've got like hamstring curl, just using the hamstrings. And the main advantage of compound exercises, it saves time. So it's very efficient. And it also burns more calories, so I help with the calories going out and massively helps to build muscle. Some advantages of isolation exercises, it helps to target certain muscles. So for example, if you're doing bench press, your anterior deltoid, so the front of the shoulder, tends to get more developed than the posterior deltoid. It's great for strengthening imbalances and also weaker muscles. And it can also be used for some advanced training techniques, which we'll get to in more detail a bit later on. Very popular with bodybuilders. Next thing we'll look at is free weights versus machines. So when it comes to free weights versus machines, which is best? Both are good. You just gotta use them in different ways. I'll give you some advantages now of each one. So starting with free weights. So with free weights, there's three main ones you have. Dumbbells, kettlebells, and last one's barbells. And the main advantage of these are they help with stabilizing muscles, which are basically like the small muscles you get around your body. So what they do is help prevent injury. So it's great for injury prevention. That's of course when used correctly. And number two, they've got a better range of motion, so they're more functional. So you can use them in different kinds of planes of movement. So it's a very functional piece of equipment. Next one you've got is they're quite inexpensive compared to using machines. So they're cost effective and they save space. A couple of other things are they're very versatile and great for building strength. And we've got machines. I'm not gonna list all the machines now. There's a fair few of them. that lap pull down. Again, I'll send you a list of the most common free weights and machines. But in terms of machines, some of the advantages are they help to target certain muscle groups. Another one is, is that they are very easy to use in comparison to free weights, so they're great for beginners. And they can be very time efficient as well. Now we're going to look at types of cardio next. Okay, before we get into detail of cardio, I'm just going to check out some benefits of it. It's great for your heart, it's great for improving your fitness levels, weight loss, building confidence, reducing stress, it releases happy hormones, dopamine, serotonin, endorphin, and you'll also sleep better. So there's loads of different reasons why you should do cardio. Exercise in general, but particularly cardio as well. Now it's gonna give you some examples of cardio. So the first one you've got is steady state cardio. Basically it is going for a long duration, so we've got 20 minutes plus, and a nice steady pace. So going for a run is a great example of that. So we're going for a long run, but nice and steady pace. And then the second one you've got is interval training. So there's many ways you can do this, it's like, one minute work, one, one minute rest, there's 30 seconds rest, 30 seconds work, you can run for two minutes, rest for a minute. So there's loads of ways you can chop an interval train, it doesn't have to be just running, you can do some weights in there as well, you can do some jumping and squatting, so there's loads of different ways you can chop up interval training, but the idea is you're meant to have a, a bit of intense workout, rest. 
intense workout rest. It's also known as HIIT training, is a method of it as well. Dance or high intensity interval training. The next one you've got is circuit training, which is slightly different to interval training, where you go round in a circle. So for example, you might start at one place, move to a different station, so on and so forth, till you get to the end. So you can have eight stations set up, bench, press-ups, squats, burpees, and you move from station to station. Generally speaking, you spend out a minute or two in each station, then move on. And the last one we've got here is method of interval training, which is called Tabata. You might have heard of that. Breaks down into 20 seconds of work and 10 seconds rest, and that for eight rounds, which all equals four minutes in time. So with that, you might do like burpees for that. You could do squats for that. You could do press-ups for that. You can pick some weights and do it with that. So there's loads of different variety you can have with Tabata training. What I'll do is email you some examples of each of these methods of training, just so you've got a starting point. Next, we'll take a look at your training in terms of if you're looking to gain muscle or tone or to lose fat. Whether your goal is muscle gain or tone or fat loss, I'm gonna show you you're gonna get that result using weight training or resistance training. So basically how it breaks down is to three phases. We've got phase one, is like the strength training phase, which will involve three to five sets. And what a set is, is basically how many times you're gonna perform that exercise. Then you've got reps, so the reps are gonna be one to five. So for example, if you have three sets of five repetitions, that's gonna be 15 in total, but you're gonna do set one will be five, set two will be five, set three will be five. And then moving on to the next phase is gonna be phase two, which is muscle growth. Or you might have heard the term hytrophy, which again is gonna be about three to five sets, and then anywhere between eight to 15 reps or repetitions. Then you've got number three, which is going to be muscular endurance which is going to be again about three to five sets but this time it's going to be 15 plus repetitions and then the three main phases you'll have if you do types of resistance training the biggest one that's going to influence on muscle gain or tone or fat loss is the middle one this one here so whenever you're training this is what you're going to go for three to five sets eight to 15 reps and that's going to get you the best result in terms of trying to get leaner or to pack on some muscle. Now we'll take a quick look at some advanced training techniques you can use in the gym once you start getting familiar with all this information. But this will be a later stage, I'd recommend doing it, but I'll show you some examples of it anyway. Now let's look at some advanced training techniques for resistance or weight training. I would only use these if you've been in the gym for at least six months and trained two times a week consistently. So these for advanced training techniques. So not if you're beginning, this is more if you've been in the gym for at least six months. Okay, so the first one we'll look at is supersets. You may have heard of these. There's four different versions of a superset. So I'll start with number one, which is pre-exhaust. Basically is, you do the isolation part of the movement first. So isolation exercise, then a compound. So isolation, then compound next. Basically can be something like tricep pull down, which works the triceps, followed by a bench press, which works the triceps again and the chest. But what you're trying to do is really fatigue the tricep muscles. So that's pre-exhaust, then you've got post-exhaust, which basically works the other way around. So compound movement first, followed by isolation. So example, that could be doing like squats. So that works your quads, hamstrings, glutes, and then you can move on to leg extensions, which just does your quads. So that's trying to really exhaust the quad muscles. And the idea with all these supersets is, there's minimal rest or no rest in between each one. So you jump from one straight into the other, and that's really want to exhaust that muscle group. That's gonna build more strength and also endurance as well. All right, the next one we're gonna look at is, then we've got, is working the same muscle group twice. So, for example, you can do bench press, chest, triceps, a bit shoulder, then you can do press-ups. Same muscle group being worked again. So the idea is, is they're overloading the same muscle groups. And then you get the opposite to that, so you could do bench press, 
then bent over row, so working chest, then back, so you're working opposite muscle groups. Supersets are great for a couple of reasons. One, save time. Two, you're really working those muscle groups harder, which then creates more growth. Now we've covered supersets, let's take a look at drop sets. So drop sets, principle here is, you're gonna start off with the heaviest weight you can find, or you can physically do. So heaviest first, for a couple of reps. So let's go for like three to four reps. Then you're gonna drop down. So you can drop down in weight. So we'll start, say if we start with 20 kilos, you may drop to like 18, 16, 14, 12. And then the reps get higher. So the reps can then change to four to six, six to eight, eight to 10 and then like 10 to 12. And the idea is, is you keep getting lighter with the weights, but increasing the reps here. So principle is, is that you're overworking that muscle group. So for example, you could do this with a, a bench press or with two dumbbells, and you could do a press, and then you're gonna put the weight down after three, four to six reps roughly. And then you're gonna pick a lighter weight, go again, higher reps. So these reps are not exactly the exact same rep range you can use, but gives you a rough idea. The idea is you keep going until you can't do any more, put the weight down, don't rest at all, pick up the next one and go again. All right, next we'll look at eccentric or negatives. So behind this is in the phase you're not working in normally, you're gonna work a bit harder. For example, bench press, the working phase normally is going up. This one, with the negatives, as you're going down, you're gonna go super slow, maybe two to three seconds, maybe a little bit more, just depends on what you're doing. Same, you like the squats, you're gonna go down really slowly and you're gonna come up normally because that's the negative phase. Next we'll look at a super slow or tempo set. Very similar to the negatives, but for both phases, the working and the resting phase, you're gonna be doing slow repetitions. So for example, you could just put the squat and go two seconds down, two seconds up. And pretty much pick this with any exercise you want. But again, all you're doing is overloading the muscles, so they're working a lot harder. You don't have to stick with two seconds up, two seconds down. It could be three, three, four, four you can change that as much as you want it'll take a little bit longer but again it's a great overloading technique next thing we're going to look at is my favorite part questions and answers so these are top 10 things i get asked often about weight training or types of training or cardio so let's get straight into it number one which is better free weights or machines actually they're both quite good so they do have a place free weights as i said earlier on great for stabilizing muscles great for injury prevention machines great for beginners so you just gotta mix it up between the two and then you have a perfect combination. And number two, what's the best type of cardio to do? I recommend highly something that you enjoy. If you enjoy it, you're more likely to do it for longer. So you enjoy playing football, cricket, badminton, squash, anything, I'll stick with that in terms of cardio. In a gym setting, as I said earlier on, you've got all those combinations. But I'll mix it up between those and that'll get you the best result. Number three, my goal is to gain muscle and also lose body fat. That's gonna be tricky to do at the same time. One involves a calorie deficit, one involves a calorie surplus. They're not gonna quite marry up, so you're best going for one or the other. Trying to do two things at once, you're not gonna get an optimum result over time. It's just gonna take you longer to reach that goal. And number four, I enjoy running. Will resistance training or weight training help me with that? Yes, it will. It will help with injury prevention, help to build stronger muscles and leaner muscles, which will help you improve your performance, so definitely. I highly recommend it. And number five, I used to go for long runs all the time and didn't lose any body weight or fat. I would say to you, first, look at your nutrition. Was it right? Was it bang on? Was it good, better, best? First look at that. Number two, I'd look at mixing up some resistant weight training in that. That would really help to burn some of that fat. And number three, I'd mix up the cardio training. So don't just do the long runs. 
go for the high intensity interval training to batter training, mix it all up, and that will get you the optimum result to lose that body weight or fat. Number six, what should I take before and after a workout? Don't worry about any of that, we're gonna cover that in the next video, types of training part two. Number seven, as a female, I find the weight training room or area very intimidating. I totally agree with you. It is an intimidating environment. You've got big bulky men lifting massive weights. It might feel very, very uncomfortable for you. What I'd recommend, some quick tips. Number one, see if you've got access to a female only area. Number two, maybe just take some of those weights and then move them to a quieter area. You've got things like number three, you could then train at quieter times of the day. So there's a couple of things you could do. Maybe start using machines first and then as you feel more comfortable, then slowly move on to the free weights. I definitely recommend doing the free weights as a female. It definitely help you to get leaner and also lose that body fat, if that's what you go. And number eight, I don't have time for all these gyms, going two, three, four, five times a week. I've only got an hour once a week. What's the best way to, to get the best result? In next week's video, I'll show you all that in types of training part two. What's the best way to train if you only train once a week? And number nine, I have bad knees. Should I squat? I would say yes, yes, and yes, definitely. Unless your doctor's told you not to squat, I would squat. The best thing about a squat is it helps to support the surrounding muscles around the knee, so your quads, your calves, hamstrings, all that will help to aid you to build strong supporting muscles, which will actually help with the knee joint. A lot of people stay away from squatting, it's the best things to do, but the key thing is you ease yourself back into it. So maybe use a TRX to hold the handles and then slowly go down. You've got different ways of doing that, but there is definitely room for squatting to improve that knee. And number 10, I have a previous injury. What should I do in terms of weight training? One, I'd see a doctor first of all, make sure if it's safe to do so. Number two, you've just gotta make sure you have good form, but you definitely wanna keep that joint moving. If you've got a frozen shoulder, then you do wanna actually move it, but you wanna make sure you move it safely and correctly in great form, because that'll help to increase that range of motion, along with some mobility drills and making sure you you want that area first and cool down it correctly. But yes, there's definitely room for resistance or weight training if you're carrying a previous injury. I just wanna say thanks a lot for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's content. It's been awesome having you here. Really excited for next week while we cover types of training part two. We're gonna look at more detail in terms of how we can use the information we just learned and put it into action. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you did, please consider subscribing or leaving us a rating on iTunes. I'll see you guys in the next one.